Dear listener, we come to you with a break from our Gilmore Girls series to take a turn about the tawn. Today we are talking about Kate and Anthony from Bridgerton Season 2. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hey everyone, I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, Bridgerton style. A few seasons back, we talked about Daphne and Simon, and that was quite a steamy season, if I recall. <laughs> quite a steamy season. <laughs> yes. And today, we are going to be focusing on season two's focal point, Kate and Anthony. Yeah, and today we are super excited. We are joined by our delightful friends from Books from Bookstagram, uh, the Page Rage podcast. Uh, the Page Rage is a weekly podcast hosted by Ashley and Kat um, that dives into all the issues that plague bibliophiles from terrible TV or movie adaptations um, to incorrect casting choices to favorite authors unnecessarily killing off characters. Yes, they go through it all and um, join them as they recap and rage each week. Um, so welcome them. Hello, ladies. Thanks for being here. Thanks yes. for Hi. having us. Hey, guys. <laughs> we are so excited to be here. Woo-woo. Um, this has been an episode one month in the making, and <laughs> we are so excited. <laughs> we are so excited to finally sit down to chat with these two ladies. Um, we're looking forward to their insight. Um because they um, recently traveled to England and had some taste of the Bridgerton life. Um, they also are readers of the Bridgerton series by um, Mrs. Quinn herself. Um, and they love all things um, Bridgerton. So we're excited to have them yes. on. Which Devin and I are lacking because we did not read the, the books. So we're going to yeah. need your expertise today. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, let's hop into a little summary. And I'm going solely based off of what I saw on Netflix. So if there are things to change, let me know. Or that are different than the books, just let me know. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited to chat about Kate and Anthony. Uh, before we do dive in, though, we just want to do our classic spoiler alert for anyone who is listening, um, who has not seen the show or read the books. Just be warned. Um, we are going to be talking about plot details. <clears throat> so anyway, on we go. Here's my attempt at a little summary. Uh, we meet <laughs> Anthony in the first season. He's kind of the oldest brother of this Bridgerton family. Um, and he faces a lot of pressure with that because he feels like without his father around, because his father passed away when they were very young, he has to take that on. Um, and we see him in the first season kind of struggling because he's in love with a prostitute. Um, and he really does love her. He ends up deciding, hey, I'm going to take her to the ball. I don't care what anyone thinks. And then she ends up leaving him for somebody else. So that's kind of our taste mm. of Anthony in the first season. Um, and it's kind of heartbreaking. And then after that, um, we see he has a rather skewed vision of love as we get into season two. Um, he's just wanting to marry the right girl out of duty to his family, essentially. Um, and then in comes the family Sharma, which is very exciting. Kate and Edwina. And Edwina is younger than Kate. Um, and Kate's kind of been mentoring her for her whole life to be the perfect wife because Kate does not want to get married she has no interest in that um but she does think that her younger sister could do a great job of it um kate kind of sees through men's bs all too easily and edwina 
does want to be married and eventually forms an attraction to Anthony, who her sister Kate off the bat kind of despises. Um, it quickly becomes clear that Kate and Anthony have a natural chemistry, though. The two try to avoid it, and man, do they really try. We're going to talk about a slow <laughs> burn, like, <laughs> that is them. Um, and it, it kind of just gets messier and messier as Edwina really actually does fall in love with Anthony. Uh, so after many a struggle and Anthony's sister Daphne recognizes his true love for Kate, Edwina finds out on her wedding day, which my brain exploded. Uh, <laughs> and she refuses to marry Anthony, which go Edwina. That was such a moment. Um, knowing that he feels the same about Kate. Kate and Anthony, though they make a pretty big mess here, do end up happily together. So that is my little summary, my attempt at summarizing. <laughs> um, and so we just want to hear your thoughts today on Kate and Anthony. So let's talk. Yeah. Now, I know one of the major differences is that in the TV show, they lead um, the Edwina and Anthony story along much farther than it sh normally should it for the story itself, correct? Like, they actually get to the wedding, they whereas do. I think in the novel they don't? No. In the novel, it's the bee sting. That's where oh. they get locked down, they're caught in the garden, wow. and they get wow. shoved off to the altar. So you can already see So the suspense was building longer. for this season. Yeah, yeah. Did you like that as a reader or not so much? Oh, I see some head shakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a fan. I was not a fan at all. I think they dragged it out a little bit too long. Too but much. In defense, so the book is a little bit slower. There's not much that happens after they get married. There's, of course, right. a lot of discord. There are some misunderstandings, some shenanigans, things like that. But they had to make it a little bit more exciting because there's in not a lot that happens in the book. Suspenseful. Yeah, suspenseful. But they, they drew it out way too long. It was it was too much. I didn't they even got read to, the books and I thought so. They got I together thought. and there was 20 minutes of the final episode left. Yeah. Yes, that was, was it. So <laughs> they were together. down. <laughs> and then we're over. Yep. I was like, we have three minutes left. What's happening here? Here's some more Kate and Anthony. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Onward to our first question. From the start, Anthony sets out for love with a calculated plan. What are your thoughts here? Is love all about what questions you ask or the qualities one has or doesn't have? Is it a calculated thing? It is absolutely not a calculated thing. <laughs> As we see. <laughs> in any way. He tried to make it so, but if you think about it, in the time period that this actually should have been happening, that's very much how they would have been making matches, you know, mm -hmm. based on, ooh, you're rich and you're rich, let's bring our houses together and right. make ourselves even wealthier, right? So it's not that his mindset was wrong, but, and obviously we get a lot more of who Anthony is, we understand why he's trying to keep his emotions in check, mm -hmm. but he was doomed from the start. We all know this was not going to happen the way he wanted it to. Yep. He tried so hard. <laughs> he tried so hard. He just wanted to control everything. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's a perfectionist Virgo like me. Like, I got very much perfectionist Virgo tendencies from him. Fair uh, I was like, Sir, you just got to learn when to let go. It's okay. That's the Virgo Libra cusp in me, though. So, you know. Absolutely. Yep. Any thoughts? Somebody, uh, somebody's lagging. So I was trying to oh, hold yes. off. I was. I can hear somebody lagging in the background. Um. I mean, love is the only thing that nobody can plan for at all. Uh, I think what I wish for Anthony is he would have realized and maybe taken a better look at his parents 
mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. because that was love and he mm-hmm. was the one who's the oldest and he saw everything firsthand so right. i wish i get where he was coming from having to do the smart pretty wealthy hit the checklist but i much rather would have thought hey look at my parents like they found each other and they were in love and they popped out nine thousand kids and <laughs> they you have know, such a big family it's just massive it's, it <laughs> like, it's like xyz they basically were naming like elon must that's why there's like the xaf yeah so in my head i'm thinking you have like 14 brothers and sisters you have a first-hand <laughs> knowledge of what love is why would you need why would you even think about this checklist it never I never, I never yeah. really, really grasped Anthony. Yep. I was always like, bro, what, where do you miss in here? What are you doing? Well, but that's why. It was a yeah. reaction to his mother's heartbreak. That's why he right. did this, because he exactly. did not want to have to put himself through that. He wanted no part of that. Yeah, so. and mm-hmm. the, the worst thing is that he puts himself through it. Like he, He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to do Regardless. this for my family. And they're all like, no, you don't. Like it's fine. <laughs> They're all looking around like it's cool. Yeah. Nobody cares. And his mom <laughs> is so like focused uh, on love. She really mm-hmm. is focused on what true, like the importance of true love, which a lot of families. Yeah, and that's back been her like not. character theme through, like even from the first season, was like do what yeah. is right for you, not necessarily what's right for society or what's right for the family, right. but do what's right for you, and it will work right. itself out. And we see that kind of like different than we usually see. Like in most of these Victorian era movies, they are getting pressure from their parents to marry for societal reasons, for class reasons, for Mm -hmm. all of this. But in this case, he doesn't have that pressure. He puts it on himself almost. He sure does. He puts so much pressure on himself. I feel for him. I actually felt for him. We weren't sure because they made him such a horrible human in the first season. And that's not how he is in the books. He's not that bad. (laughs) No, he's not. So Kat and I were like, how, well, Kat and I were very, it was questionable. How are they going to actually redeem him in this season so that you actually like him, so that you're actually rooting for him? Because Kate is one of our favorite characters in the whole series. And so I was like, how do you redeem yourself enough to deserve her? I really don't know. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there are necessary calculations involved, but there are expectations, which we'll get into very shortly. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to come into relationship with expectations, but not necessary calculations and like, this is how it's supposed to go kind of deal. Um, and Anthony definitely goes overboard w- oh, yeah. on his mm-hmm. search. Um, what he doesn't get is that there is some spontaneity to love, and that doesn't necessarily fit into his calculations. He's not able to, he's like... Ooh, that meme with like the math problems going around on the head he's like <laughs> how do i process like spontaneity in with how i feel and it's just like um poor anthony it doesn't work out for him and it works out, i mean it works out for him but not in his planning process yeah. um so with that um anthony's mother warns him that he will end up alone if he continu- continues to pursue love with high expectations is it okay to set expectations when it comes to love Let me go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think expectations are just like standards. There's nothing wrong with having standards in any kind of relationship or any kind right. of anything in your life. I mean, I didn't want him to end up with Cressida. That would have been a low blow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, but like, she's from a good family. She's pretty. Like, she had right. a lot of his checklist. But I mean, he obviously set an expectation to not end up with somebody who's uh, a cold-hearted person. so that's the kind of standard he needed to have so i think in a sense he was leaning in a good direction because edwina was great like she was a great catch Mm -hmm. super like 
perfect in all her ways. Right. I think he just was so hard against like going through what his mother went through. Yeah. That he did himself a disservice because even though she went through that terrible heartbreak, I mean, think of all the years of all the wonderful she did have in the yeah. 17,000 exactly. kids. I mean, <laughs> 17,000 yeah, kids. It just keeps building. They had a lot of fun, uh, I can tell you that. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of like what he misses. He focuses too much on the heartbreak of that span of time after the fact but he's not realizing because he was too young to realize like mm -hmm. what was his parents relationship up into that moment exactly um, so he misses out on all the good stuff and only focuses on the the bad that true love can do mm -hmm. um so ashley i think it's fine to have expectations but just know that when it comes to relationships a lot of things just kind of go out the window because Anybody who's been in a relationship knows it's all about compromise. It is fine to have your non-negotiables because there are just some things you you learn about yourself and you're like, this is just not something that I can get right. down with. And that is okay, but you have to be flexible. And mm -hmm. Anthony was being extremely rigid and crazy and how yep. he was going they about this. They cannot do this. They can't do this. They can't be that. She has to be between this height, this height. Hair color can only be like one of these three shades. It's like, sir, yeah. take it back. Take it way back. So... Yeah, I think expectations are normal, like when you're seeking a relationship in that way. But I think you have to also keep in mind that you're going to be dating a human being. And to fall in love what? with someone, it can't just be this piece of cardboard that you've, you know, created yourself. You know, you're... Mm -hmm. If the perfect girl did come up and check every box, it still wouldn't fully matter unless he had that chemistry, which is ultimately exactly. what he learned through this whole story Correct. was you could check all the boxes, but we may not, you know, fit. We just may not work. There's not that spark. Mm -hmm. Which he definitely has a spark with Kate. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely <Yes>. does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I agree. I, as I mentioned before, I think it's essential to have expectations to know what you want in a partner and i think there is a set with like as ashley was saying like there's non-negotiables but there's also like here's something that i would like to have but I, it doesn't have to fit that puzzle mm -hmm. piece in a sense um but you also don't want to limit your own possibilities Correct. because you're so rigid and that's exactly what we were saying was like anthony was a little bit too rigid in what he wanted and so he got shooing into edwina mm -hmm. which is great but we're going to talk about Edwina very shortly. So. <laughs> Yay. Okay, <laughs> nice so <laughs> speaking of which, uh, why don't Anthony and Edwina work? What is off about these two in their relationship? Oh, my gosh. They are so awkward in the beginning. I know. <laughs> they are so, I, I was cringing watching it in the beginning. I was just like, what is happening? Why can't you, you know, just have a normal conversation? But... <laughs> Oh, I think it's because, A, there wasn't a spark there, and so they didn't even have that easy camaraderie that you get when you kind of have right. some sort of they attraction. They were too formal. Correct. They were so formal. It was so awkward. It was like being at this weird middle school soiree. Yes. I didn't like it. No. But I, also, Anthony was trying to force it so hard, and yes. Edwina, I feel, I feel like Edwina would have been happy regardless. Like She would have found a way to be happy, so I don't know if it was even completely on her, but Anthony was just trying to force himself into something, and that wasn't fair to either one of them. I felt like they were both interviewing each other the whole time they were talking. <laughs> like, as Anthony was talking because to Edwina, he was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he and was that's going like through the checklist in his for, head. Right? Yeah. That's how they were, like, groomed in a sense. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, he was the, she was the diamond. He was the whatever, like, the Correct. most eligible bachelor. So she was just happy to be I talking can't. to him. <laughs> and he was like, 
uh-huh and you like to read mm-hmm. okay you can mm-hmm. hold a conversation that's great mm-hmm. that's great you're cute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and you could see him doing that in his head doing the math. It, it drove me insane and i was like you guys are you're gonna be bored within two seconds with this girl <laughs> that's <laughs> you what it is stop. you know i also just get this sense that he has been through so much that he almost has an older mentality than she does she's a little bit naive oh, and a little yeah. bit young and i think naive. that's one of the reasons that they don't they just don't come together at a certain level and like Kate and Anthony do because Kate and Anthony have kind of experienced loss. They've both mm-hmm. experienced like pain that makes you a little bit older on the inside, you know, mm-hmm. whereas Edwina for the longest time, her sisters were making decisions for her. I just, the two of them weren't meeting at the same level of maturity. And honestly, Edwina was too good for him. <laughs> I'm not going to um, lie. Um, but I do think they would have been bored after not even a year of being married to each other because as you could see through that game she couldn't and she she also kind of lacked his sense of humor and his like fun yeah. a little bit like when when they were playing that game with his family she wasn't interested they just had different interests entirely and mm-hmm. You could just tell it wasn't. He would have been bored within the first month. Like yep. he wouldn't have made it a year. He would have been yep. bored within He's the first like, month oh my for God. sure. What Absolutely. did I just lock myself yeah. down into? He would have been like, oh God, looking for a mistress right out the bat. He would have. Yep, done that. literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think note, they just lacked I was just chemistry. Say that Paul Mall game was one of my non-negotiables for this series. If that game was not in this season, I was going to riot and throw something at Netflix. So just FYI. was that in the book? It's so oh, yeah. good. Yes, it's it so is in the, in the book. book. And for, for you have Simon reason? and Anthony. Oh, oh. so good. Oh, the so banter. Good. Oh, it's so good. For some reason, when oh. I was watching, so sad. For some reason, when I was watching the um, trailers before it came out, it sounded like they were trying to make it like a murder scene. Is that? No. No? No, but there's a mallet of death. The black mallet mm-hmm. is called the oh, mallet that's of death. What, okay. that's and that right. is why. And so I was so that, yelling the whole time. I was like, there better be a mallet of death. We have to have the scene with the pink mallet. We need that's Newton what they were the referring corgi. to. I was like, me yeah. as an outsider, I was like, what are they referring to about death in yes. the, this game? And yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Newton we're back my, on track. Newton was my non-negotiable. Yeah. I was like, if they don't have a the fat corgi in this yeah. show. Because he's I'm a bigger so character. Sad. He's a bigger character in the book than he is in the show. I know. I'm so upset about it. Like, is he really? Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> he has so such good. a personality. He does. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I just think so. For Edwina and Anthony, I think they're they're too forced. Um, it looks picture perfect on the outside, but they aren't in it for the right reasons, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, so next question. That bee sting, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Why was Kate's bee sting necessary for their relationship? And how does it help her understand Anthony a bit more? It showed him vulnerable. It was the first crack in this facade that he had up almost the entire, I don't even know how many episodes in this was. But yeah, that Mm -hmm. was the first time he was vulnerable with her. And she was able to help him through a panic attack. And like we said in the book, spoiler alert, that's actually where they get hitched right after that because people (laughs) catch them in the garden. Mm -hmm. Because let's be real, in this time period, who is not going to find them doing that in the garden and be like, you are getting married instantaneously? That was wild Mm -hmm. to me. I was like, this would never happen and they would never get away with it. I agree with Ash. It's it's the first crack in his defense is what that was. That was the whole point of it in the book. That's the whole point of it in the show. 
as you saw him be an actual human and not just some rigid Viscount who's on a war path for a wife. <laughs> I am <Yeah>. robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a like war that. path for a wife. Like that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, I wish I wish that scene would have gone down differently in the show, but I mean that's that's me. Was it uh, different than the book? Yeah, they got they got married. They after. got caught. Oh, like right after. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the Featherington. Was it the Featherington? It was, it was just like a mom, crowd of moms. It was who the mom, them. the Featherington, and I can't remember the third person. But I just liked a it horde because of women. Yeah. because um, the mom Violet, like he was like it was a bee, and she was like, oh, you know, like she understood. Yeah. Oh, she I, was get like, I get it. I get it. Like you know. Featherington was like, you were sucking on her boob. Like, <laughs> you're getting married. You know, like, it's happening. Oh, man. I was really, I was hoping for that scene. So were you really like anticipating like, okay, it's going to happen now. It's going to happen now. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I didn't expect it to happen like two seconds before it was like, and the end. I was like, what is this? But did you like the wedding scene? No. I personally did not. No. Okay. It was so dramatic. It was yeah. it was, it was overly super dramatic. dramatic. I love a little drama, but it was just so drawn out that I was mm. so frustrated with the dramatics at that point. That's I was like, fair. stop it right now. Was it beautiful? See, was it cool to see the kind of party the queen would throw? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we just got nowhere in that episode. It was so That's frustrating. Fair. There was a lot of drama Very circular. this season. Yeah. I would say. I, from an outsider just watching the season, I, I really like the drawn out nature of the slow burn, but I could see I how coming burns. from... Devin knows it. We knew, so we knew in the end that they were going to get together. So I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. Just stop (laughs) pushing us along. But um, I think when it came to this beasting, what it gave uh, Kate was an understanding of like why he doesn't want love so bad. Like Mm -hmm. just seeing that coming from this guy who's been so rigid, like you've all already said, like, I think it was just such a necessary moment and i'm kind of wishing now that you've told me what the book was like i'm kind of wishing that's the way it went down because then they just push us further along again and it's sort of like all right we've seen this happen a hundred times already now let's get to the point um but i do think it was a necessary step for them Um, i agree I think a slow burn is good. I love a good slow burn, but they just, they, they did it too. They took it too long, like too too far in the season. It was way too stretched out. So that's fair. Yeah. I was very surprised when we only had like 20 minutes left of the show and they don't even show us the wedding, which I'm going to, we're going to get to a question later. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Um, But I agree. I think this was a necessary break for Anthony. Mm -hmm. Um, His character was too stable and all put together. Um, because he wanted to show that kind of persona for his society. Um, and it, the Beasting shows the underlying feelings that he has. Um, he is scared and he is I was having feelings and stirrings for Kate. So like the mashing of these two feelings in the moment is super overpowering. And I love the just the feelings from these two like they they portrayed it very well i I, like i said i haven't read the story but like they portrayed the scene immaculately and his little (laughs) panic attack and she was was like i'm not hurt like it's okay it was i'm okay we're fine um and i think it's necessary for kate to see a different side of anthony as well um to see him with his guard down and to see him more of the sincere and heartwarming side um that he is fearful for her safety in a sense um and it helps kate understand a little bit more about his past as well and why he has this built up um 
anxiety about love and about um, the bee in general and why he kind of closed himself off and um, the game when they go to the gravesite and um, like he that's his first time back at the grave since his childhood. So she puts all these pieces together and realizes like, this is why he is the way that he is. Um, so I think it is necessary, not just for the relationship, but also for um, Kate to see um, this making of Anthony in a sense. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. cool. Moving on. So eventually viewers find out why Anthony doesn't want to marry for love. How does the trauma of his father's death affect him years later? I mean, it frames every single thing that he does, the way that he perceives himself, the way that he interacts with his family. It was, it was interesting how they did this in the show because Anthony and Daphne were actually very, very close. And he was actually really close with Violet too. And I feel like in the first season they were showing him being extremely overbearing not at all how he was or how his character should have been. And I yeah. feel like in this season, especially towards the end, one, we actually got to see the friendship between him and Daphne for finally, yes. which was lovely. And we got to see a little bit more of an expansion of him and Violet. They also really made this traumatic because Anthony wasn't actually at the house when his dad died in the book. Oh, wow. Um, so they really put us through it as, yeah. as viewers. viewers. I know Kat and I were both like, oh, I can't believe they did that. So <laughs> talk about trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. I did. I did laugh though, how they tried to make him look young. Oh, younger! I was like, no. That's fair. That's totally fair. I was like chuckling. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, you guys put him in some different outfits and like really smoothed out. Like Smooth he filtered his brain out. It cracked me up. It's awesome. Yeah. But I, I agree with Ash. I mean, everything as soon as his dad passed he went like his childhood was over there was no childhood for him anymore he became the viscount and he started basically buckling down and taking over the whole household which the part where his mom was giving birth that oh i know horrific that threw me horrific i was like wow i was not in the book either that wasn't in the book and that really shook me yeah Mm -hmm. wow that yeah, they went for it. They yeah. made this as traumatic as possible for viewers because we were both just like, oh, God. I was yeah. like, dang, I think, man. And like with his mom, like it, it's kind of hard because you would imagine, okay, this is really hard for a young person to, to have to go through, but I'm sure he had a supportive mom. And I think that they show like how this woman that we really don't see the negative side to her all the time. We see how maybe she wasn't understanding what Anthony was feeling as a young person who right. was thrown into this. Cause she was going through her own trauma. Um, no, not blaming her at all, but we really do get to see what Anthony was experiencing. It wasn't just losing his dad. It was losing the support and almost sanity of his mother for a little while and really having to step up to the plate because if it wasn't for him, who would have done it? You know, his mom was not dealing with it um, very well. So I I think that trauma, they really put you through it with him in the, in the show, like you were saying. And um, I think that's why ultimately he doesn't ever want to go through that because he sees what his mom um, went through and he's like i will never be in that position i'll never allow myself to be in that position or, or um, not even himself but also his wife like if something were to happen yeah. to him he doesn't want to put his person in that position right to have to feel that or to go through that without him yeah um but yeah i think this is the very core of why anthony is the way that he is um 
he saw the joy and happiness of his parents and as much as he wants that he won't allow himself to potentially be in a situation where he may hurt himself or his partner um he wants to separate his feelings um and um in the hope that this should that should anything happen to either one of them they will not feel utterly destroyed like how his mother felt and um i'm just blown away that those were scenes that weren't in the book and that's kind of interesting that they included them into in the show the show i think you had mm-hmm. to though because the way they made his character you needed it needed to be extremely traumatic he did need to experience that i mean just the Why way he, he is the way that his he is. life yeah although one of my favorite scenes was when he's running around like okay from this minute to this minute i have to do this and now it's sword fighting and like benedict and colin are just mm-hmm. watching him like spin around them just like he never sits still it is so funny <laughs> is there anything that wasn't included from the book that um you wish was just in general yeah i think some of the scenes with newton <laughs> just in general and i know Kat will, <laughs> will back me up on that but we'll supplement they- that they made him his own character. And so That's some cool. of the scenes like where Anthony's in the lake and all that, I mean, Newton was terrorizing everybody in that park. Like it was a whole to do. <laughs> um, he, I mean, Kat, I'll let you jump in. I know they, you feel very uh, passionate about this. <laughs> they denied me a fat Corgi streaking through the gardens. <laughs> and I will never forget Shonda for that. Cause it was a whole big debacle. Newton got loose. He took off a fat corgi running. Come on. <laughs> and then he ran into Edwina at like a whole thing. He just like, it was just a whole mess. And then in the show, you hear a little burp and then they're in the lake. And I'm like, what is that? What, what happened? What happened? Here? <laughs> Where's my Excuse Newton? <laughs> me. Like, I love that Newton was obsessed obsessed with kate and edwina's mom and she wanted nothing to do with she him. wanted nothing to do with them and it was like a whole thing in the book and she'd be like he likes me so much he would like stare <laughs> lovingly at her and just like follow her around and she's like get away from me it was just so silly none of that silly. and i was so angry i was like you denied me a fat corgi running and i'll never forget how could for they that. how could they <laughs> i was like he would have stolen the show hands down it's true Dang. <laughs> and I would say the funny. other like more serious thing that they kind of cut out was I mean there was a lot of tension obviously between Anthony and Kate throughout this entire show which was incredible like the act I mean my god the chemistry between the two of them but we lost out on a lot of the conversations that brought them together as a couple in the book mm-hmm. they had a lot of very deep conversations where you saw them bonding and kind of pulling together we didn't really get that we got a lot of <laughs> Anthony sniffing Kate and you know just like the obsession <laughs> But we didn't get to see the bond between them like we did in the book. So I think that was a that was a miss. There was very fair. There was one part that I actually it didn't have to do with Kate, really. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I honestly don't even remember. It's been so long since I watched the show. Ash, uh, when he set down Cressida, do you remember at the ball? Yeah, but yes, because that's actually okay. So Cressida was bullying Penelope in the book. And he and he actually stepped in and like took Penelope out to dance because Cressida was just being a jerk, like Mm -hmm. she always is. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen in the show, but that is one of the one of the reasons why Kate started to change her mind about Mm -hmm. Anthony was just seeing how he reacted there. 
uh, because Cresta was terrible. So interesting. Yeah, it was an awful right. moment for Penelope, mm-hmm. and he came in and completely cold shouldered her in like the rudest way and took Cresta, Penelope yeah. out mm-hmm. and danced with her. And I even I fell in love with him after that moment. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Want to go out? Awesome. <laughs> Are you free on Saturday? <laughs> I'm Forget available. Simon, I'll take Who you. Needs? Anthony's my favorite. I think like this is my favorite couple. My favorite book. I'm pretty sure it's awesome. Kat's favorite it, it couple in book two. It's like same. Yeah. Very cool. So now that we're on this topic, um, what? Are, what is some of your top steaming favorite moments between these two that are simply made for each other? Like, where what are some of your top moments between these two? My God, they have so many. I think and they I have, have the whole season of it. I know. <laughs> I don't know if it's steamy, but one of my favorite parts was when they were at the horse race and they were like, do we need to separate the two of them? Because they were just bickering like an <laughs> so old married couple. And I was crying because that is exactly the essence of who Kate and Anthony are. But mm-hmm. I think it was the library scene during the thunderstorm. Um, that was excellent. In I was going to say that they did a great job in the show. I, yes. I mean, my God, the, again, the actors, I don't know how they're not a couple in real life. Because yeah. The sometimes you insane. get, you get actors that don't have chemistry and then the, the, those relationships are kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, sometimes you get like those really good actors that just have instant chemistry on screen and that helps yep. the characters come to life. And that's what happens here with these two mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I hate I hate this episode. I really hate everything about it. But the wedding where they're just like staring at each other and oh. that was like what got me. Also, mm. I felt so bad for Edwina. I was like, you guys are awful people. Oh, that's I all know. I can think about. I was like, you guys are like doing this <laughs> at the altar. He would have went through with it. He would have went can't. through with marrying her, I think. I Which, think yeah. that's, that's one of my biggest problems is I also was like, how could you do this to this girl? Like, you very obviously are doing this. Like, she's right in the middle. And y'all are yeah. having these, like, looks. I was I was like, those mm. are some looks. Those they are, are some looks. <laughs> those are the scenes for me are when they're not able to, like, talk for a while. And then they get stuck somewhere. And it's just mm-hmm. the two of them, like, in the closet that one it's time. Like a and then, oh. It's like a Yeah, then the thunderstorm. <laughs> it's like... Because you know they, there's so much left unsaid always. So whenever yeah. they get together, it's like just like an explosion of like fireworks going off. Ah, go get each other, <laughs> kiss his face off. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think those are the scenes that I really like. Are like, see, I, I'm not a slow ba- slow burn person, but I do really like whenever they, um, you know, they they've been in like crowds for too long, and then they get together, and it's like, okay, you guys have a lot of chemistry. That's really great. Um, so yeah, yeah. I Just love any time that, that you that you can feel the romantic tension. Kind of what Kat was saying. Like, if you can feel it, it's good. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the dance is also a great scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. And it's one of my favorite what the, songs. I forget it's, what what is the song. It's dancing is it on Wrecking my own Ball? by Robin. Oh, dancing. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost my whole mind. I think I texted Kat like eight times. I was like, it's Robin. She's like, yeah. yes, yeah. I'm aware. I'm so good. <laughs> Um, and I have also- to talk about their scene, their, their steamy scene, okay? Because <laughs> the first season of Bridgerton was like all the time. Daphne and Over Simon the were like going at it all the time. But then in this yeah. in this season, it was very much like we did not get that the entire time. And mm-hmm. then the end, wha-bam. And it was just like very passionate. And I was just like, whoa. Like obviously love Bridgerton for that because like 
they do a great job. But it was quite different than the first. <laughs> they do. They but do it was a quite. It was really different than the first season. Like it I, is. I don't know. I really liked it. I think I liked the second season mm-hmm. better for that reason because it kept us waiting. You know, they're a different mm-hmm. couple though. That's. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how yeah. Daphne and Simon true. W- were in the book. And yeah, they, Anthony Daphne and, and Simon different. had that. Um, fantasy element to them where it was like all romance and all like hype um Mm -hmm. whereas this one was much more realistic for sure yeah um i also love when they're doing the he's teaching her how to hunt even though she already knows and (laughs) they're like holding the gun with each other scene i hate that scene i think it's so useless i thought it was so her outfit was cute though it was i mean the outfits were on point from start to finish like but that scene i thought was so useless and also the gun etiquette that was going on people (laughs) pointing guns at everybody's faces the whole time have you noticed like they're just like this the whole time but they look great at one point at one point i think they're just like pointing it at at Benedict at and I'm like nobody's worried I'm worried <laughs> this is like 1800 guns these aren't like really reliable at this point <laughs> That's so funny That's hilarious. I was stressed I was so stressed okay all right well let's move on <laughs> Edwina professes her love of Anthony to Kate but is she in love with the Viscount or is the is it or the title I cannot read this right now. Is she in love with the Viscount or the title she's to hold? And does Edwina have a right to be angry at Kate when she finds out the truth of Kate and Anthony's forbidden love? She's in love <laughs> with the idea of what her life could be. Yeah. And who she thinks he might be, but she is not mm-hmm. actually in love with him. No. no. You're right. Um, is she validated for being angry? Yeah. Uh, I would have made a scene. <laughs> I would have yeah. made a freaking scene. Yeah. And Especially I'm, in the way it happens with the wedding. Yes. At, at the Queen's Ball. Or not the Queen's Ball, the Queen's Wedding. Yeah, disrespectful. The yeah. level of crazy I would have unleashed is like unstoppable. I would have burnt mm-hmm. everything down. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> there would have been no one. There would have been no coming back for me. <laughs> like, would have been been. With torches. Yeah. It would have been a whole thing. So <laughs> Sparta like, would have entered the yeah. so. Dishonor on you. Dishonor, Dishonor on your whole family. Oh, yeah. On your cow. I would have done it all. Yep. I would have done it all. <laughs> yes. I would have gone like full Hades. Like everything would have shot out like my head. I would have been behind I, her facilitating. Well, guys, sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I would have lost it. Uh, there would have been no That's coming hilarious. back. I would have been like, actually, just like make sure I get out of here. I got it. I, I got like, you. Yeah, I'll do the hilarious. logistics every time. <laughs> I take a Newton. <laughs> I think Edwina showed like <laughs> way more grace than the average person. Oh yes, she like sure way did. more grace, and that's why I love Edwina. I, I'm personally just an Edwina shipper. She deserves the world. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, I think she definitely, like I was saying before, she's a little bit naive, and I think that in this mm-hmm. case, she just is excited that this guy with this title really likes her or seems to like her, and she just does not know who he really is. Right. And I think finding out who he really was once they were married would not have gone over well for her. I just think the two of them wouldn't have meshed at all. Um, so, yeah, she's totally right to be angry. And I think, like you were saying, I would be way more angry than she was. So, 
She totally is a much better person than me. Mm-hmm. That really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I would have taken Newton and been like, "You don't even deserve him," no. and like yeah. left. Oh, but she oh. gets, she does have her person. We will not spoil it for anybody. I'm not <sighs> even sure if they're gonna do it in the show. I have I no idea. So. They're changing so many things. Was there a glimpse? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a like an eye catch moment. I don't remember who it was with though, but I vaguely remember her like getting some side eye at someone. <laughs> well, oh, I wish I remembered who it was though. But regardless, I I do think she confuses her feelings for Anthony and her feelings for the title. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of get muddled together and we don't get um I don't I think she's just confused with what feelings belong to what in a mm-hmm. sense. Um but yeah, I definitely agree that she should be way more angry than she is. Yep. Um, and she does give both of them their fair share of like, I hate you kind of like mm-hmm. vibes. Um, and it kind of, it's heartbreaking to see the two sisters, like the cold shoulder that she gives. Kay is crazy. Yep. <laughs> it is so ice cold and I can't handle it. Those awkward scenes were mm. horrific to watch. <laughs> Um, but well deserved, if, but awkward. Correct. But mm-hmm. if they would have professed their feelings sooner, both families would have been saved from the embarrassment that ensued from the disaster of that wedding. Um, correct. But yeah, yep. I think Edwina deserves a lot of respect mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, how she carried the rest of that and um, eventually forgiving them for the train wreck that they did to her wedding day. Her wedding day. Oh my God, I know. She had a nice character arc though. Cause I think like she you does. were saying she earlier, has a great character arc. she was very naive and this mm-hmm. really helped her and helped shape her into adulthood. She realizes a lot from this mm-hmm. experience, which sucks, yeah, for sure. but I mean, she's better off for she it in will. some ways. Mm-hmm. In all ways. Yeah. All ways. Honestly. Yeah. All right. Next question. Um, in an argument with Anthony, Daphne grapples with understanding why he doesn't fight for his future family and his heart, whereas Anthony feels he is stuck. What are your thoughts here? Does she have a right to pressure and judge him? And is he, in fact, just accepting a lost? A lost. A loss. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that Daphne and Anthony have that relationship and like you were saying i i think it's something that was lacking in the first season and i didn't even read the books but i also felt like okay there's something they're clearly closer than is being portrayed and i really like that she ends up confronting him about it because i just think it shows the strength of daphne's character as well yep um so yeah i i think it's hard for her to understand after she's been through all that she's been through it's hard for her to understand why he wouldn't fight for what he really wants um so I think it's totally justified. I absolutely agree. And I liked seeing it because like we just said, I like seeing their relationship too. And I like seeing Daphne's character growth because she drove me absolutely insane mm-hmm. in season one. She's one of my least favorite characters, but <laughs> in this season, she's really coming into her own. She's a wife. She's a mom. She's been yep. through it. Like we said, and you're seeing a little bit more of a fun side of Daphne because she has come into her own. She's grown mm-hmm. up a little bit and I like seeing the showdown between the two of them because she's like, truly, what are you doing? And I think she's one of the only people who could. The thing that's missing, though, is Simon, because we do not have Simon yeah. in the show. That he was, was very my much, second question. He was very much Anthony's like counterpart in this. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of the things that you see Daphne doing, Simon is doing in the books. So. Oh, really? Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I, I like more Daphne, but I also was questioning what are we missing with not having Simon in the picture? Simon. That was going to be my yeah. follow-up question to this. Um, so I'm glad that you provided that. He's not going to be in season three either. Yeah. Oh, late. BS. <laughs> but no, is anyone else leaving? Do we know? Like, like they just the replaced Francesca, but Simon's not it. coming but back. But who's Francesca? Who's Francesca? Honestly, uh, who is Francesca? By the way, I don't one know. One of the sisters. One of the thousand. Oh, okay. You haven't seen her. They mention her in passing, <laughs> but she's. Okay. They just recasted her, but Simon will not be back for three. Gotcha. Um, but I think, in regards to the question, I think Daphne is right, but not right in placing judgment. Um, she does not have the same pressures and obligations that Anthony has as the Viscount and leader of the Bridgerton family. Um, the decisions he makes and connections that he makes or fails to make determine the course of his family's future. And although she has some of that anxiety from being through kind of the same experience, it's not the same because a lot of his, like he has a lot of weight on his shoulders by being the leader of the family in a patriotic patriarchal society um that being said i do think anthony needs that prodding um to make a choice for himself he does throw his hands up and accept defeat here and daphne acts as the voice of reason in his chaos um Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't have a good outcome in the heat of the moment i think this prodding helps him change his uh, thinking and pursue what is right for him. Good point. Yeah, that's totally fair. All right, next question. So on the brink of their family's collapse, Anthony and Kate are in the garden uh, and blame each other for their predicament of love. (laughs) (laughs) How have they influenced each other? They are just so ridiculous. I think one of my fa- <laughs> one of my favorite lines in is in this show though, where he basically says, "You are the bane of my existence and the yes. object of all of my desires." Like that is so much better than "I burn so for you." Good. But it's the so irony good. is, Anthony actually said that "I burn for mm-hmm. you" line. Also, that wasn't that was never in the first. Really, <laughs> like that was mm-hmm. never part of it. That was always Anthony. So because because in fact. the episode in the season, doesn't it, he say "I"? breathe for you or does he do they change yeah simon doesn't even say i burn for you but somehow all of us have just (laughs) taken it like yeah he did but that was actually anthony's line but wow i I mean it it sums it up pretty well because that's that's how they are they are just so magnetically pulled to each other and trying Mm -hmm. to resist in the most ridiculous way and had they just accepted what was happening and just been a little bit selfish that's the problem is neither one of them had it in them to be as selfish as they needed to be in that yes. moment. But yes. because of that, they caused this nuclear explosion so of chaos <laughs> that they could have avoided <laughs> and public embarrassment. So, you know. I feel like they're both to blame. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just them. It's just them. I, it drove me crazy because I felt so bad for Edwina. I really did like her character. I liked her character yeah. in the book. I liked her. I thought she shone in the show. Mm-hmm. And so it drove me absolutely insane. That was my biggest issue from book to show was my thing was the sisters don't act like that in the book. And that's what I loved. And for Kate to just keep this going until two seconds before the end, it drove right. me so absolutely dumb. bonkers. So I just kept thinking, I mean, if Edwina wanted to take that gun and shoot you both, like, I wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> True <laughs> that. I didn't feel bad for either one of you. Like, y'all deserve it. 
whatever punishment y'all get from the queen you deserve in the dungeons y'all deserve but the family didn't deserve all the fallout too no oh no i wanted them like in the dungeon somewhere like if i'd be like down there and be like (laughs) anthony can be in the dungeon yeah Yeah. y'all do this to yourselves so i think you're right though they they completely stirred up their own trouble like Mm -hmm. if neither of them honestly they they created the chaos no Mm -hmm. one else did they did it to themselves so i completely agree Mm -hmm. yeah and i think she helps him overcome his past and who he needs to be going forward yep um and i think he helps her realize that her love is just as important i don't think she realized how important she was and what she wants so he helps her realize like you have a say in this as well and you are important like just because you want the best for your family doesn't mean that you need to put yourself to the wayside he also um, had to learn that too yeah correct. He had to learn, they learned that through each other <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had to learn seriously that fantastic point yes. yeah put yourself first you are valuable i love that mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful all right um these two are more like than they realize so what qual make them similar and which make them differ I mean, they're both competitive. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> they yeah. certainly are. I love that scene. <laughs> they're crazy competitive. Yeah, and when she takes his mallet, uh, is his mallet right? Is that what uh-huh. they call it? The mallet yeah. of death. Mallet of death. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I he's like, like that. He's like, I'm not offended at all, but like, I really am. <laughs> the rage. I loved it. He did such a good job with that scene. It made me so happy. They're not used to being told they're wrong. They're not mm-hmm. used to being, you know, losing. And I think they're constantly trying to one-up each other. And that's... Yep. Mm-hmm. They're so freaking stubborn. Mm-hmm. I, I love... That's my favorite thing is, like, watching movies where the couple is so stubborn. Obviously, I, don't, I wish it didn't go as far as they did, but sometimes it was just like, just kiss already, dang it. Like, you're just so <laughs> stubborn. It was almost a competition of them to keep it quiet, too. It's like, right. who's mm-hmm. going to crack mm-hmm. first because we both feel this? Um, yeah, so stubbornness and their competitive nature. I think that's... They're basically the same person in that way. Even yep. that that hunting scene where they're like right next to each other in my head. I was like, does nobody notice this? Like if I was Benedict, I'd be like, this is <laughs> Benedict absolutely noticed. You know, like, Daphne, yeah. like, this is a little questionable here. <laughs> What's going on between you two? And at one point they were alone and I was like, where's yep. the chaperone? Nobody right. cares. Nobody I thought cares. even that might have been the moment. No. Been the moment. Uh, it could have um, been. It probably should have been. Yeah, they both been. also just have, um, their love for their family surpasses their own feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think they both have that in common as well. And we already mentioned that. Um, like and the sense both, of duty that they have for their family. Correct. And that's what yeah. I was going to say. They, they both had to the grow false up. false sense of duty. They had to grow up very early to yeah. care for their family um, with the loss of, she lost her father as well, right? Yeah. So they both lost their fathers. And so they had to kind of like step up to be the caretaker of the family, um, which is how they, kind of embodied those I need to put my family before myself kind of feelings Mm -hmm. um but yeah and they're both just stubborn like you guys said like they're so stubborn stubborn. (laughs) I love their their banter between each other Kate has a little bit more uh on her plate because she lost her mom and then she lost her dad so she's with her stepmom yeah so she feels like she has to overwork to be included into the family because it's not technically her Her, family correct 
Yep. You know. Yeah, and the whole um, situation where like their her, the Sharma family Sharma, Sh- mm-hmm. yeah, there we go, is like returning, and there was like some reason as to like why they left and why they're coming back. So she has to kind of like smooth out the wrinkles in the whole family dilemmas that's going on in society. Um, so there's a lot in play there as well. Yep. Yeah, that dinner scene was rough. Oh, very yeah. rough. Uh, I don't know. Although, oh, sorry. I didn't know if anybody noticed. That was Giles. I was going to say exactly what I was going to say. Did like, anybody, anybody notice that was Giles? That was Giles from well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, one of my notes oh my in gosh. here was like, yay, Giles, but boo to your character. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> That's too funny. Wow. Okay, well, we've talked a little bit about the wedding, but we don't get to see their nuptials on screen. Do we feel cheated here? No, yes. because we wouldn't have gotten the last three minutes of them actually being together if they had true. the wedding. So very true. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why can't we? Have, I mean, had they not done that, had they not drawn it out as long as they did, we could have gotten a little bit more. So mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of where they went wrong. But I honestly thought at some point, like the wedding scene would have been like, like a switch. Like they kind of like teased it, and mm-hmm. they we would have given it, gotten it together maybe episode seven or eight, and then oh, we did all this for Edwina, but hey, you can have it all. I thought that was where we were going, Yeah, and it wasn't. So yes, I'm still very angry we went until the last 20 seconds of the show to get them yeah. together. I, I did not I didn't like really that. care about not seeing the wedding, but I did want more time with them with as an them. actual couple mm, who's accepted that they love each other, like not fighting it. I did want more of just 100%. them together. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's what I was for- missing too, was just like... Kate, because like you were saying throughout, we kind of don't get to see like their conversations just as they're like growing in the relationship. I would have liked more intimate scenes between them, especially afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And a wedding would have been nice. But I don't know. Did they have a like a pretty drawn out wedding in the book? No. no, they had to get married it real quick. It was like quick, a gunshot wedding. A shotgun of, wedding. Uh, wow. said gunshot wedding. Gunshot wedding. <laughs> shotgun wedding. Shotgun. There we go. <laughs> you got me wedding. distracted with all the guns and chaos. <laughs> but I feel like since it was so drawn out, like, and such a slow burn in the, in the TV show that, like, I really felt dishonored. Like, I worked for this. <laughs> like, damn it. Give it to me. Yeah. Okay. We all um, felt like that. We needed yeah. more. Everybody did because we only got them for t- like the last the 20, 20 minutes, minutes of the show whatever. and yeah. then it was done. I thought it was crap. So but Shonda didn't call me. So <laughs> one of my favorite parts about the book too, back to the Paul Mall scene as well is that there's actually like a couple epilogues so you get to see Kate and the whole crew. I think it's like 20 years. They have like fully mm-hmm. grown kids and stuff, and they're no still way. having this Paul Mall battle. And oh they literally gosh. hide the mallet of death from each other, like all over the grounds. And so it's like whoever can find it first or hides it first. It's so funny. It's it's one of my that favorite parts. Hilarious. It continues through all the books because they gave us a snippet of a couple weeks or months later mm-hmm. after the like honeymoon but I, that would have been interesting it goes on for years and kate wow. and anthony make this an entire competition and simon and daft it's it's so good just the way they interact which is very cool there is a simon shaped hole in this season and there always yeah. will be because his character is such a big part of these books i'm so frustrated well, that he they, will not come back like it's the center character like central to the whole storyline yeah. so he's a big part of it so 
It does stink. I'm we got to read the books now, Devin. I know. <laughs> we just have. Um, and I would, <laughs> I would just so stop after uh, Colin and Penelope, to be I honest agree. with you. Well, no, but Colin and Penelope really? are like five, oh, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, would do, I would do up to Eloise and then just stop. Because the rest of them, I don't... Francesca, Hyacinth, and Gregory oh, just... Gregory, don't even, it gets crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, don't God. even read it. Stop oh, after boy. like the big four or five. Yeah. yeah. It's too much. <laughs> I'll take that. I will take that advice. Before we get to our last question... Tell us a little bit about your England experience. Oh my gosh. Well, we lived our best literary lives. So (laughs) the first weekend we were there after we recovered and were able to function as humans again, we actually went up to Bletchley Park, which is featured in the Rose Coast by Kate Quinn, who we are obsessed with. She she is our historical queen and we love everything about her. And so it was incredible being able to see everything that we read about in that book it was mm-hmm. it just blew my mind so we were geeking out just being literary geeks amazing. <laughs> and then although we did miss our train like we missed our first train <laughs> oh, but no. we caught the second one by minutes so we made it work um Very i had cool. cat running through the tube station but <laughs> we made it all work if you know me i'm, I'm not a runner <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even run. i'm not even a fast walker whereas <laughs> i live in new york so i'm like a speed you know speedy little walker psycho person <laughs> Um, and then on the second weekend we were there, we actually went down to Bath and it was, it was interesting. I don't know how you felt, Cap, but it's like, we were driving and we were just in farm and I was like, where are we going? Like, where is this going to be? And then all of a sudden this whole town just like pulls up out of nowhere. And it was literally like we were in the set of Pride and Prejudice or Bridgerton or something. It was Uh, one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever seen. That's amazing. It's definitely my favorite place we've been in England for sure. Yeah. Bath. Absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. Let's do it, Steph. Little town. We gotta you take should. a trip. <laughs> you should absolutely do it. We can definitely give you some recos of where to stay. Um, yes. But just seeing like at the Royal Crescent and where the Featheringtons were and the Modiste and just all the fun little places. It was so funny. We were just wandering trying to find some food and we were just like, wait, that's the Modiste. <laughs> like we were just stumbling across uh, things in Bridgerton. So it very was cool. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome, that's really guys. Cool. All, All right. right, Devin, bring us well, home. With that, we're going to wrap this puppy up. Do we ship it? And clearly we have some feelings. So <laughs> this isn't so very, this isn't like a question mark, really. It's more of, yes? Yeah. Ship it. Yeah. Hardcore yes. ship it. Yep. Favorite Bridgerton couple by far. They are my favorite, favorite couple. Huh? Yep. They are favorite. my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why is I that? Love, I love what, um, sorry, before, go ahead and answer that question. Why? It's who Kate is. She's very feisty, very sassy. She reminded me a lot. I resonated a lot with her character, and Mm. Kat and I are very similar in a lot of ways. So I think we both just resonated with her being super fiery, um, always ready with a comeback. Uh, (laughs) Just some of her character traits. Obviously, Kat with, you know, her corgi, and then Kate with her corgi. You know, it's a thing. Her name's Catherine. My name's Catherine in the book. Uh, I was like, like, she has a corgi. I have a corgi. It's meant to be. She's, like, really quick-witted, and she didn't take no take nothing from him and she gave mm-hmm. it right on back and i love the that banter and I, yeah so and good. i love how she was with her family like yeah. i love that i yeah. love how he is with his family mm-hmm. and in the show that was a little bit different so that kind of got on my nerves but i did love them together because i think they fit so well more right. than 
any other couple that I think I read in the Bridgerton series. I was very cool. invested with them. I cackled mm-hmm. through this book. Yes. Like, it was so funny to me. Just her. Just Kate. Honestly, it's Kate. It's not even Anthony. It is just Kate. She's one of my Kate. favorites. So, yeah. That's so awesome. we ship Kate. We ship Kate. Yeah. <laughs> I just love what uh, Quinn does with her um, text because they are they're all this old Regency England period, but they, she has these natural tropes in each one. Like the first one was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like fake love, like mm-hmm. the fake love trope, mm-hmm. like we're, we're in love, but we're not really, this one is like enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't That's know what else. That's my favorite. Benedict uh, next has one like is, a Cinderella thing. Yeah. Really? Has a Cinderella. Yeah. yeah and, like, uh, Penelope sure. will be like the friends, to lovers kind of thing. Yep. So like, I love all this, like, taking something that is like natural like the regular tropes and then just developing it into your own and creating this world i i think that's really cool yeah i'm obsessed with bridgerton i just think it's so freaking cool and they do it so beautifully and the music is always really cool Mm -hmm. oh i love what they do with the music music i I get so excited i'm telling you robin i lost my mind i was so happy (laughs) uh i'm so excited to see who's next i mean we we kind of know who's next i'm excited to see where their story is gonna go and maybe i might just read the books before they were my second favorite story really second favorite very good well all right so you've had a chance to hear all of our thoughts but now let's see what you all think. And our first comment is from Alex. Hi, Alex. And um, she says, I love Anthony and Kate in the book. In the show, not so much. However, mm. I will say in both the book and the show, they have great banter. Which love it. we agree there. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear more about why not in the show. Yeah, we'll have to press yeah. back. We'll have yeah. to, yeah. Um, okay, our next comment comes from Ileana, and she says, best couple of the show so far. Everyone who complained about season two obviously hasn't watched Regency romance or period pieces before. <laughs> the pining and the angst just make this couple smoking hot. <laughs> Agree with you there, Ileana. All right. <laughs> it's on fire. <Page>, <laughs> right. <Yeah>. right on. <laughs> <laughs> and our last comment comes from Mary, who says, y'all need to give me a day to write my essay about them. <laughs> okay, Mary, we're going to be waiting to hear from you. We're here for that. this. We want to see this essay immediately. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So we love it. Uh, big thank you to the Page Rage podcast for joining us on today's episode. Um, we wanted to give you both a quick shout out and see if you had any announcements for our listeners about anything upcoming with your show. So passing it over to you. Well, firstly, we wanted to say thank you for having us. Um, truly, you two were some of the first on Booksta to welcome us, to uh-huh. hardcore support us. Um, and so it is very, very appreciated. And truly, you couldn't have been kinder to us as we were just Aww. kind of bumbling along in the beginning <laughs> last year. So thank you for that. Uh, cause you it guys definitely are awesome. Means a lot. Um, but yeah, season three is coming up. So you'll see some teasers dropping soon, Woo-hoo. solidifying the season. But, you know, it's going to be good. Lots of rages, as per usual. Lots of anger. <laughs> some some love. Some, some raves, always. Some always. raves. Some raves. Yeah. <laughs> some raves. <laughs> you know. Got to throw those in there. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while. At the end of the day, we all love books. But that's why we get angry is because we want to love every book. Yeah. And we just can't. So can't contain those feelings no (laughs) and you shouldn't if you watch uh anthony and kate do not contain the feelings say what you have to say and you'll feel better you can't put them in the bottle (laughs) no (laughs) well awesome thank you so much and that's a wrap 
for us on Bridgerton Season 2. Thank you all for listening. And as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, please rate and review. It helps us out immensely. And it's very easy to do on both Apple and Spotify and probably also Google Podcasts, even though I don't necessarily use Google Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. Um, And if you'd like to join us for an episode or send in comments, please email us at weshipapodcast at gmail.com or engage with us on social media. Devin loves hearing from you on Instagram. So please engage with us. Bye, shippers. You are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. Night and day, I dream of you. (laughs) All right. See you next time. Bye, guys.